Act Five of The Tempest by William Davenant and John Dryden. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Act Five, Scene One. Enter Prospero and Miranda. You beg in vain. I cannot pardon him. He has offended heaven. Then let heaven punish him. It will by me. Grant him at least some respite for my sake i by deferring justice should incense the deity against myself and you yet i have heard you say the powers above are slow in punishing and should not you resemble them the argument is weak but i want time to let you see your errors retire and if you love him pray for him he's going and can you be his judge and executioner i cannot force gonzalo or my brother much less the father to destroy the son it must then be the monster caliban and he's not here but ariel straight shall fetch him enter ariel my potent lord before thou callest i come to serve thy will then spirit fetch me here my salvage slave my lord it does not need art thou then prone to mischief wilt thou be thyself the executioner think better of thy airy minister who for thy sake unbidden this night has flown o'er almost all the habitable world but to what purpose was all thy diligence when i was chidden by my mighty lord for my neglect of young hippolyto i went to view his body and soon found his soul was but retired not sallied out then i collected the best of simples underneath the moon the best of balms and to the wound applied the healing juice of vulnerary herbs his only danger was his loss of blood but now he's waked my lord and just this hour he must be dressed again as i have done it anoint the sword which pierced him with this weapon slave and wrap it close from air till i have time to visit him again thou art my faithful servant it shall be done be it your task miranda because your sister is not present here while i go visit your dear ferdinand from whom i will a while conceal the news that it may be more welcome i obey you and with a double duty sir for now you twice have given me life my ariel follow me exeunt severally scene two hippolyto discovered on a couch dorinda by him how do you find yourself i am somewhat cold can you not draw me nearer to the sun i'm too weak to walk my love i'll try she draws the chair nearer the audience i thought you never would have walked again they told me you were gone to heaven have you been there i know not where i was i will not leave till you promise me you will not die again indeed i will not you must not go to heaven unless we go together for i have heard my father say that we must strive to be each other's guide the way to it will else be difficult especially to those who are so young but i much wonder what it is to die sure tis to dream a kind of breathless sleep where once the soul's gone out what is the soul a small blue thing that runs about within us then i have seen it in a frosty morning run smoking from my mouth but dear dorinda what has become of him who fought with me oh i can tell you joyful news of him my father means to make him die to-day for what he did to you that must not be my dear dorinda 
go and beg your father he may not die it was my fault he hurt me i urged him to it first but if he live he'll never leave killing you oh no i just remember when i fell asleep i heard him calling me great way off and crying over me as you would do besides we have no cause to quarrel now pray how began your difference first i fought with him for all the women in the world that hurt you had was justly sent from heaven for wishing to have any more but me indeed i think it was but i repent it the fault was only in my blood for now it is gone i find i do not love so many in confidence of this i'll beg my father that he may live i'm glad the naughty blood that made you love so many has gone out my dear go quickly lest you come too late exit dorinda enter miranda at the other door with hippolyto's sword wrapped up who is this who looks so fair and beautiful as nothing but dorinda can surpass her oh i believe it is that angel woman whom she calls sister sir i am sent hither to dress your wound how do you find your strength fair creature i am faint with loss of blood i am sorry for it indeed and so am i for if i had that blood i then should find a great delight in loving you but sir i am another's and your love is given already to my sister yet i find that if you please i can love still a little i cannot be unconstant nor should you oh my wound pains me i am come to ease you she unwraps the sword alas i feel the cold air come to me my wound shoots worse than ever she wipes and anoints the sword now methinks there is something laid just upon it do you find no ease yes yes upon the sudden all the pain is leaving me sweet heaven how i am eased enter ferdinand and dorinda to them ferdinand to dorinda madam i must confess my life is yours i owe it to your generosity i am o'erjoyed my father lets you live and proud of my good fortune that he gave your life to me how gave his life to her alas i think she said so and he said he owed it to her generosity but is that not your sister with hippolyto so kind already i came to welcome life and i have met the cruelest of deaths my dear dorinda with another man sister what business have you here you see i dress hippolyto you're very charitable to a stranger you are not much behind in charity to beg a pardon for a man whom you scarce ever saw before henceforth let your surgery alone for i had rather he should die than you should cure his wound and i wish ferdinand had died before he owed his life to your entreaty ferdinand to hippolyto sir i am glad you are so well recovered you keep your humour still to have all women not all sir you except one of the number your new love there dorinda oh ferdinand can you become inconstant if i must lose you i had rather death should take you from me than you take yourself and if i might have chosen i would have wished that death from prospero and not this from you i now i find why i was sent away that you might have my sister's company 
Dorinda, kill me not with your unkindness. This is too much. First to be false yourself, and then accuse me too. We all accuse each other, and each one denies their guilt. I should be glad if it were a mutual error, and therefore, first to clear myself from fault. To Dorinda. Madam, I beg your pardon, while I say I only love your sister. Oh, blessed word! I'm sure I love no man but Ferdinand. Nor I, heaven knows, but my Hippolito. I never knew I loved so much. Before I feared Dorinda's constancy. But now I am convinced that I loved none but her. But none else can recompense her loss. Twas happy then we had this little trial. But how we all so much mistook I know not. I have only this to say in my defence. My father sent me hither to attend the wounded stranger. And Hippolito sent me to beg the life of Ferdinand. From such small errors left at first unheeded have often sprung sad accidents in love. But see, our fathers and our friends are come to mix their joys with ours. Enter Prospero, Alonzo, Antonio, and Gonzalo. Alonzo to Prospero. Let it no more be thought of. Your purpose, though it was severe, was just. In losing Ferdinand, I should have mourned, but could not have complained. Sir, I am glad kind heaven decreed it otherwise. Oh, wonder! How many goodly creatures are there here? How beauteous mankind is! Oh, brave new world, that has such people in it! Alonzo to Ferdinand. Now all the blessings of a glad father compass thee about and make thee happy in thy beauteous choice i've inward wept or should have spoken ere this look down sweet heaven and on this couple drop a blessed crown for it is you who chalked out the way which brought us hither though penitence forced by necessity can scarce seem real yet dearest brother i have hope my blood may plead for pardon with you i resign dominion which <laughs> tis true i could not keep but heaven knows too i would not all past crimes i bury in the joy of this blessed day and that i may not be behind injustice to this young prince i render back his dukedom and as the duke of mantua thus salute him what is it that you render back methinks you give me nothing you are to be lord of a great people and o'er towns and cities and shall these people be all men and women yes and shall call you lord why then i live no longer in a prison but have a whole cave to myself hereafter and that your happiness may be complete i give you my dorinda for your wife she shall be yours for ever when the priest has made you one how can he make us one shall i grow to her by saying holy words you shall be joined in marriage to each other i warrant you those holy words are charms my father means to conjure us together to his daughters my ariel told me when last night you quarrelled you said you would for ever part your beds 
but what you threatened in your anger heaven has turned to prophecy for you miranda must with ferdinand and you dorinda with hippolito lie in one bed hereafter and heaven make those beds still fruitful in producing children to bless their parents youth and grandsire's age miranda to dorinda if children come by lying in a bed i wonder you and i had none between us sister it was our fault we meant like fools to look em in the fields and they it seems are only found in beds i am overjoyed that i shall have dorinda in a bed we lie all night and day together there and never rise again aside to him hippolito you yet are ignorant of your great happiness but there is somewhat which for your own and fair dorinda's sake i must instruct you in pray teach me quickly how men and women in your world make love i shall soon learn i warrant you enter ariel driving in stefano trinculo mustacho ventoso caliban and sycorax why that's my dainty ariel i shall miss thee but yet thou shalt have freedom look sir look the master and the sailors and boatswain too my prophecy is out that if a gallows were on land that man could ne'er be drowned to trinculo now blasphemy what not one oath ashore hast thou no mouth by land why starest thou so what more dukes yet i must resign my dukedom but tis no matter i was almost starved and here's nothing but wild salads without oil or vinegar the duke and prince alive oh, would i had now our gallant ship again and were her master i'd willingly give all my island for her and i my viceroyship i shall need no hangman for i shall even hang myself now my friend butt has shed his last drop of life poor butt is quite departed they talk like madmen no matter time will bring em to themselves and now their wine is gone they will not quarrel your ship is safe and tight and bravely rigged as when you first set sail this news is wonderful was it well done my lord rarely my diligence but pray sir what are those misshapen creatures their mother was a witch and one so strong she would control the moon make flows and ebbs and deal in her command without her power o oh, setibos these be brave sprites indeed to caliban go sirrah to my cell and as you hope for pardon trim it up most carefully i will be wise hereafter what a dull fool i was to take those drunkards for gods when such as these were in the world sir i invite your highness and your train to my poor cave this night a part of which i will employ in telling you my story no doubt it must be strangely taking sir when the morn draws i'll bring you to your ship and promise you calm seas and happy gales my ariel that's thy charge then to the elements be free and fare thee well i'll do it master now to make amends for the rough treatment you have found to-day i'll entertain you with my magic art 
i'll by my power transform this place and call up those that shall make good my promise to you scene two changes to the rocks with the arch of rocks and calm sea music playing on the rocks neptune and your fair amphitrite rise oceanus with your tethys too appear all ye sea-gods and goddesses appear come all ye tritons all ye nereids come and teach your saucy element to obey for you have princes now to entertain and unsoiled beauties with fresh youthful lovers neptune amphitrite oceanus and tethys appear in a chariot drawn with sea-horses on each side of the chariot sea-gods and goddesses tritons and nereids this is prodigious ah what amazing objects do we see this art doth much exceed all human skill my lord great neptune for my sake of these bright beauties pity take and to the rest allow your mercy too let this enraged element be still let aeolus obey my will let him his boisterous prisoners safely keep in their dark caverns and no more let them disturb the bosom of the deep till these arrive upon their wished-for shore so much my amphitrite's love i prize that no commands of hers i can despise tethys no furrows now shall wear oceanus no wrinkles on his brow let your serenest looks appear be calm and gentle now be calm ye great parents of the floods and the springs while each narrate and triton plays revels and sings confine the roaring winds and we will soon obey you cheerfully here the dancers mingle with the singers tie up the winds and we'll obey upon the floods we'll sing and play and celebrate a halcyon day great nephew aeolus make no noise muscle your roaming voice aeolus appears let him not bluster to disturb our ears or strike these noble passengers with fears afford em only such an easy gale as pleasantly may swell each sail while fell sea-monsters cause intestine jars this empire you invade by foreign wars but you shall now be still and shall obey my amphitrite's will aeolus descends you i'll obey who at one stroke can make with your dread tridents the whole earth to quake come down my blusters swell no more your storm rage give o'er let all black tempests cease and let the troubled ocean rest let all the sea enjoy as calm a peace as where the halkin builds her quiet nest winds from the four corners appear to your prisons below down down you must go you in the earth's entrails your revels may keep but no more till i call shall you trouble the deep winds fly down now they are gone all stormy wars shall cease then let your trumpeters proclaim a peace tritons my sons your trumpets sound and let the noise from neighbouring shores rebound sound a calm sound a calm sound a calm a calm sound a calm here the tritons at every repeat of sound a calm 
changing their figure and postures, seemed to sound their wreathed trumpets made of shells. A short symphony of music, like trumpets, to which four tritons dance. See, see, the heavens smile, all your troubles are past, your joys, by black clouds, shall no more be overcast. On this barren isle ye shall lose all your fears, leave behind all your sorrows, and banish your cares. And, and your loves and your, your lives shall in safety enjoy, no influence of stars shall your quiet destroy. We'll safely convey you to your own happy shore, and yours and your country's soft peace will restore. To treat you, blessed lovers, as you sail on the deep, the tritons and sea-nymphs their revels shall keep. On the swift dolphins' backs they shall sing and shall play, they shall guard you by night and delight you by day. A dance of twelve tritons. What charming things these are! What heavenly power is this? Now, my Ariel, be visible, and let the rest of your aerial train appear, and entertain them with a song, and then farewell, my long-loved Ariel. Scene changes to the rising sun and a number of aerial spirits in the air. Ariel, flying from the sun, advances towards the pit. Heaven! What are these we see? They are spirits with which the air abounds in swarms but that they are not subject to poor feeble mortal eyes oh wondrous skill power divine where the bee sucks there suck i in the cowslip's bed i lie there i couch when owls do cry on the swallow's wings i fly after summer merrily 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 shall i live now under blossom that hangs on the bough Song ended, Ariel speaks, hovering in the air. My noble master, may theirs and your blessed joys never impair, and for the freedom I enjoy in air, I will still be your Ariel, and wait on airy accidents that work for fate. Whatever shall your happiness concern, from your still faithful Ariel you shall learn. Thou hast been always diligent and kind farewell my long-loved ariel thou shalt find i will preserve thee ever in my mind henceforth this isle to the afflicted be a place of refuge as it was to me the promises of blooming spring live here and all the blessings of the ripening year on my retreat let heaven and nature smile and ever flourish the enchanted isle Exeunt. Epilogue. Gallant, by all good signs, it does appear that sixty-seven's a very damning year, for knaves abroad and for ill poets here. Among the muses, there's a general rot, the rhyming Monsieur and the Spanish plot. Defy or court, all's one. They go to pot. The ghosts of poets walk within this place and haunt us actors wheresoe'er we pass in visions bloodier than king richard's was for this poor wretch he has not much to say but quietly brings in his part of the play and begs the favour to be damned to-day he sends me only like a sheriff's man here to let you know the malefactor's near and that he means to die en cavalier for if you should be gracious to his pen 
the example will prove ill to other men, and you'll be troubled with them all again. End of Act 5 End of The Tempest by William Davenant and John Dryden